Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, help, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Happy Monday. It is September 28th, and welcome to the Grateful Heart Show. Joe Smith with Epic Mortgage, Anthony Penna with Lawyer's Title. How are you guys this Monday? Fabulous. Fabulous? It's an awesome end of the month Monday. Yes. I know. You know, I keep forgetting. I shouldn't have my lenders on at the like second to last day of the month, but you got it all under control, right? If you hear the phone buzzing. Okay. So you might have to put us on hold and go take a call real quick. How about you, Anthony? How's the title well, world treating you? That's me buzzing Joe right now about a few files. So. <laughs> oh, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> So we're going to be talking today. I asked both of these gentlemen to come and join me because we're getting close to the election. And I keep hearing from a lot of people, they want to wait until the election. I don't know what they're waiting for. And that's what I thought would be a fun discussion today is let's talk about what is everybody waiting for. And Anthony has done a lot of homework and a lot of preparation. So I'm excited to go through all that. Just to start, are you like getting ready to get in a big battle, Anthony? Oh, I'm totally pumped about this. <laughs> Fired up. By the way, his hands look really big right now from that <laughs> angle, don't they? Sorry. I have, so, so many, I have so many stake 44 bets out there about what's going on with this market oh, and housing. And, and I'm sure you want to win all of them. So to start our show, I just thought it'd be a little fun to hit a couple of real estate like things and then we're going to roll into the market in general and that's where i'm going to lean on you two who because i specialize in housing you two seem to know a lot more about the stock market and business in general i'm going to say money i money. do money they do money so this is my money guy and then anthony i'm still trying to figure out what your role is but i'm just kidding i love you you know that over at lawyer's title you seem to know everything about everything and that's what you're going to educate us on today right absolutely everything on everything you guys stay tuned real quick i did post a video this morning on my facebook and and actually just because i thought it was really fun anthony and joe i tagged them in this little post about why the stock market just dropped and somebody sent this to me the other day did you get a chance to listen to this uh it was like 11 minute video i did actually did you enjoy it yeah good i hope anthony you listened to it for a couple minutes this morning Absolutely. Yes, I did. Oh, good deal. And you know, the reason why I wanted to share this with our audience today, if you guys want to check him out, his name is Graham Steven. And I'm going to scroll this slide up a little bit. What I thought was interesting is, you know, the biggest thing to me, people wait because they're paralyzed from fear a lot of times. Would you not agree with that statement? Or maybe that's a byproduct of fear is a lot I, of people I get think, paralyzed? I think it's a little afraid and I think it's uneducated. 
education. And I think those are the probably the two biggest things, because if you're educated, you probably wouldn't have as much fear. And the, honestly, that's the whole purpose of the show. I don't want people listening to the headlines and then walking away with, oh my gosh, the stock market just dropped 25% if they had seen that post, right? That's not what happened by any means. In fact, here is the Dow Jones 100-year historical chart. Joe, you might want to look right there. I can see it right here, but I have it memorized. Rebecca. You have it memorized? Yeah. Okay, so what does this tell you when you're looking at this chart? Anthony, you're welcome to chime in because I know we can hear you. Can you see the chart? Well, well I just want to get back real quick because you've seen me say this over and over, and you had Bernie on a few weeks ago and she said it, and it's kind of like our little motto this year, headlines do more to terrify than clarify data. And oh, that's, that's catchy. That is catchy. And and Bernie from Lawyer's Title did say that, and apparently she was quoting you. Say that again, Anthony, because that is actually really catchy. Headlines do more to terrify than clarify data. That's their job. To okay. draw you in. So looking at the stock market performance chart from 100 years of elections, it looks like, and they only took, like, it looks like snippet from 2000, it doesn't appear that the stock market has any like immediate downturn after or right before any of these elections. Wouldn't you guys say? Anthony, you're supposed to be the man who knows everything about everything. Well, what, I didn't hear what you said there. You oh, broke up. sorry. I was saying, according to this chart, it appeared as if, oh, now I can't scroll. It appeared as if before or right after any election, there wasn't any crazy dip. It just, the stock market was doing what the stock market was doing. And I don't know, Joe, if you want to add to that. So I, I, I have a lot of opinions and I'm going to insert all the disclaimers you could possibly imagine here. All right, let's hear them. But when I was younger, I did start out as a stockbroker. Amazingly enough. Oh, no wonder you are yes. able to talk to so us so I, much about I this. I actually have my Series 7, I have my Series 6, I'm educated, wow. I was trained professionally to you be a stockbroker. You're not just a mortgage broker. That's what got me into being a mortgage broker was being a stockbroker was really hard and it was hard to deal with. Um, it, it's really more about people and managing people's expectations than anything else because the market is going to do what the market does mm -hmm. and what they've told us over it's not about the market it's about where you are in your time of the market so if you've got a long horizon if you if you've got a long time to invest you don't really you're not as worried about what's going on and the headlines like the, the headlines. day to, the day to day kind of thing it, that's it, happening it, it doesn't matter people most people are in for the long haul mm -hmm. and depending where in the cycle you are is how hard you should look at it and you should be invested appropriately I love that advice now looking at this chart here Joe this was just the Dow Jones this last year so Fun. If, right so if you're talking about the Dow Jones, what it's done this last year, it looks to me like we are right where we were about a year ago. Yes. So if you didn't look, you're right about where, <laughs> where you were. So if you weren't somebody who was looking at the headlines, you know, panicking because the coronavirus and all the unknowns and all the uncertainties, to me, it just seems like this has been the year of uncertainty and a lot of fear because we aren't educated. We don't know what to predict next because... Heck, we've never seen what we've been going through this year, right? That's, I think, what, what we've seen throughout history is you've never seen it before. And here it is, whether it be the Depression, right. the, whatever, the, whatever the, the challenge was of the day, mm -hmm. you'd never seen it before. Sure. And now here it is, and it's presenting itself. But the one thing that we've learned is after every trough, 
it does come back. It does come and back. It does come back. Well, the charts Joe, will tell you. Joe, I want to get into what you said because you made a really good point there about you know long term if you can do it and and how like the, the headlines and I had somebody who's a lot smarter than me. I talked to them about the stock market back in February, March when this happened, and he gave me examples and I'm sure everyone's seen it. He goes on a time like this. There, this is the time where fortunes are made. That's how he quoted it. If you know, don't have fear. If you can hold long term. And I did that. I jumped in the market and I bought some stocks that people laughed at me at. I mean, I'll say I bought cruise stock, cruise stocks. I pounded cruise stocks because I'm holding long term. And here I'm pounding on a stock that is out of business, unemployed, not selling. Look like nothing's going to happen with this year. And guess what? I, I haven't got hurt at all, but I know it's a long term hope. And that seems to be the whole meth. The whole message is stop letting whatever the headlines are saying today freak you out so that you don't do what is in your best interest long term. Hey, Anthony, I'm going to I'm going to switch over real quick to one slide or one screen, and then I'm going to go into your PowerPoint you put together because this is like perfect. Um, you know, this the how I started off the show. As, if you actually watched the video that I was referencing and it was talking about how the stock market dropped 25 percent. This is literally his very first screen as you start watching the show within the first two minutes. And it says buy, buy and hold, time in the market beats timing the market. Don't try to time the market. The stock market is not the economy. The market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. So he just kept saying buy and hold, but if you had just paid attention to the little headline he had, then you would have just assumed, yeah, I'm freaking out because the market is the market, right? So Anthony, I'm gonna go ahead and scroll over to your PowerPoint with your slides. And I'd, I'd love for you to explain because you've done a lot of research recently on this subject about the election, about unemployment, about what's going on out there so people can get educated and make the best decisions for themselves. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He looks very ready, doesn't he? <laughs> All right. so. I'm going to go ahead and start your PowerPoint, if I can figure out how to do it on here. Okay, so I'm just going to leave it on this chart. And why don't you talk to us about this first chart, Anthony, unemployment comparison. Yeah, and you guys can jump in when you want. And like, I like to take a lot of, you know, it, it, it's, I, you always got to go to people who know what they're talking about. And when this first started, we knew we had to keep people updated in the market because of people's fears and the housing and, and. I, I follow a site. I, I follow a guy at uh, Keeping Current Matters. His name's David Childers, and he's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met. And he, some of the things that he's been saying, di digging deep into this market, you know, he does it on a national level. And then we also we always say when you you got to look at the macro national level, and then go to like Tina Crawford for our micro level, which you do a lot of them, Rebecca. So oh good yeah, job, but we've got a lot of those for the end of the show after the break. So real real, real quick, Anthony. <laughs> Before we get into, because it's on like the fourth or fifth slide, how the election is going to uh, affect our housing market. You know, the big question that comes up in our market is about, you know, unemployment, forbearance. What's the future going to bring? And, you know, and I'm not going to go over in depth about that with the unemployment, um, you know, because, you know, the one thing about the headlines, you hear out there over 60 million people are without a job. You know, you saw that chart, 60 million. You know, technically that's a big number people want you to see, but there's actually 13.4 collecting unemployment. It's not 60 million, it's 13.4, and that number's been dropping. 
And um, now one person without a job is bad. We want them all to come back, but the number is trending. This chart here you're seeing, the reason we have this up here is everyone started comparing our market. It's going to happen with the Great Recession and Great Depression with the employment percentages. And when you look at this chart, the number of months of unemployment greater than or equal to 9,000, I mean, it, it kind of sums it up here. I mean, Great Depression had 108 straight months of that. There's a recession, 30 straight months. Uh, the 1980s oils recession was 19 months. Um, what we went through right now, like I'd saying it was bad, but you gotta remember we were on a lockdown and certain states were shut down completely. Do I won't mention, but we know who they are. And that's only four months of unemployment, you know, over the 9%. So that's just, just a little aspect that you need to look at when you're looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. I agree. So basically, it's not as bad as, and that's part of probably part of the problem right now. Wouldn't you say, you guys, if you're watching, and tomorrow's the first debate for the presidential debate, right? And I'm sure the whole country's going to be watching. But right now, if you're listening to the commercials that are running, you would think that we were going through the Great Depression the way they're talking. Well, to Anthony's point, you can't take advice from commercials. Anthony has a person that he respects and has vetted and likes and listens to. He doesn't listen to commercials. He's listened to a trusted advisor who's giving him the advice that he's looking for. So if you're if you're looking for advice via commercial or via your, your buddy down the street, then you're probably going to get yourself in trouble. But if you have somebody that you know, love and trust that has proven success, that's the person you should be listening to. And I'm probably going to guess that he's saying different things than the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, future projections of the economists that he follows are really, and they're the top economists out there. You know, the future, we're looking at 2021 in the mid sixes, low sixes unemployment. So, so Anthony, now, Anthony, I'm having technical difficulties and I'm just scrolling through your PowerPoint right now. I don't know if you can see the screen, but I think I jumped ahead. Um, yeah, can- you jumped ahead. <laughs> But, that, but that's all right. We, what you jumped ahead with, and I'll get on it, because your next screen, we were talking about forbearance, and those levels are dropping off, too. There's a whole little thing about forbearance that people don't understand, and it's it's it, it's not as bad as people think also. But if you, you know, and the one chart you didn't show that's right before this one, the election one, it, now you're at home pricing. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Anthony. I uh, was given the reins to run this computer screen, and for I should still be regretting that. Um, so <laughs> I still haven't graduated, and so I don't know where I'm, I'm going to get up there from the beginning. And excuse me, Anthony, I'm going to go one slide over. I think I figured out how to finally scroll through these things. No. Keep talking, Anthony. I'm no, going to get no to the pressure, right screen. Rebecca, no I pressure. I know, right? You're- That's the best. I love Monday mornings when I can't get stuff to work. So Farai's coming in here to help me. This was about the um, the pandemic and everyone's hearing about because of our market, there's going to be this huge, huge foreclosure wave. Rebecca, you've heard it. Oh, yeah. I hear it all the time. A few months ago, people in trouble. We're having a huge foreclosure wave. Um, It's going to happen. People look at all these people in forbearance, this and that one. Well, the chart that you know, you can't show on there, but I'll just kind of sum it up for you is, and it's the number of consumers in foreclosure. Now, I'm not saying this is gonna happen, but it broke down quarterly where the average number would have been about nationwide 150,000, there it is right there. If you can see in quarter one, we're at 74,860 foreclosures. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not saying this is gonna happen, 
because right now there's no foreclosures happening, so there's a moratorium. I think I think we had about eight in Arizona last last month. Like Tina Tambor said here in Arizona. Now listen, we're, we're, what's going to happen once they lift the moratorium? There's going to be foreclosures, correct? Oh well, there's going to be. Always. Yeah, there's going to be because there haven't been any. It's like it's going to be a bottleneck of them for the people that. It appears to me for the people that were already struggling financially, they're taking but advantage it, of the forbearance it, right it, now. Isn't that normal in our market? Yeah. When you guys say that, there's foreclosures happening every day. There well, is. Here's the thing: when you have nine foreclosures and then they go to 27, what's the headlines going to say? Oh, it's going to make it sound like the whole sky is falling. And the yeah. reality is, it's going to for a blink of an eye because they're just going to be catching up to all the ones that haven't happened for the last several months. And and we're. If you look at this chart, so just say foreclosures double. Like I said, it's not going to double. If it doubles, guess what? We're, we're still, back to a we're back to a normal foreclosure market that we've always been in. Exactly, I totally agree. Well, what I find really interesting is, and I, I hope we get we'll get to at some point of talking about this today. I just had a client that I helped sell a home four years ago because they thought the prices were peaking, and they were cashing out of that home. They've been renting for the last four oh, years. Oh, they were going to time the market. They were trying to time the market, just like the screen earlier said not to do. And so right now, yeah, luckily the rates are so low that even though the prices have gone higher than what they wanted, they're jumping in. But the only reason they're jumping in, she called me and she's like, Rebecca, I want to wait another, I, I want to wait. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Well, we want to wait for the election. I'm like, why? Because we want to see what happens. Okay, so you want to see what happens. What are you expecting to happen I think prices are going to go down, probably because they're thinking this. All these forbearances are going to lead to foreclosures, which are going to bring pricing down. We're going to explain to you guys after the break why that's probably not going to happen, at least not locally here. Um, Anthony, I'm trying to get to your next slide. For I came in here to show me how to move it, and Joe, I'm going to throw this thing. Why don't you help me? Maybe you can help me get to his next screen. Yeah. It's frozen. Sorry, Fry. Anthony, hold tight. We're trying to get to your next screen. Uh, we were talking about foreclosures, and Fry is going to help us get to the next screen. Apparently, PowerPoints are not my easiest on this little toggling thing. Anthony, what's your next screen after the number of con uh, consumers with foreclosures? Because the reality well, there was, is... There was a little quote on there before that one, but getting into what you say about getting into foreclosures is is getting back once again to how this isn't going to be 2008. Um People are in a strength in equity right now. Mm -hmm. And there's some you need to let people know about equity. This is nationwide. Um, it's not that chart, but it, that. But what did it do? You know, right now that 42.1% of uh, homes are owned free and clear in this country. 42%? That owned is pretty amazing. So, and 58.8% have at least 60% equity in their homes. Well, I and, do believe the equity factor. Yeah, and, and now, so if people are in trouble, there's a lot more options out there. Rebecca, if someone has $150,000 equity in their home and they can't make their payments, you think they're gonna go to foreclosure? Well, there's absolutely no reason for them to go to foreclosure. All I have to do is just pick up the phone and if they don't call a realtor like myself, they can just simply go online and there's countless investors online today buying properties that will close in 10 days, cash them out of that house, Maybe they won't get their full equity out of it if they're distressed, but they'll certainly get a lot of money and it won't need to go to foreclosure. So that, that, that's just something you, you need. Like 
like Joe, you were saying about your your neighbor or your Facebook guy with a PhD. When they come at you, just say, you know what, I respect your opinion. Can you show me the data where that came from? Hey, Anthony, this next screen here talks about history suggests the slowdown is largely concentrated in the month of November. In fact, the year after, why don't we talk to us about this slide? Okay, what that slide gets into is the slide you had before that is the percentage change in actual monthly new sales November to October is impacted by the election. And the first screen that you were going to show was it was a blue screen. It had non-presidential election years. Normally what happens in a normal year is from October to November, um, home sales drop 9.8, let's say 10%. So so if you sell 100 homes in October of a non-election year, you're going to sell 90 now in November. Now, when it gets to an election year, um, it, it trickles up a little bit. It goes up to 15%. So it jumps up about 5% in election year. So it's not really a huge difference, like you said. But, <laughs> but then when you get into the quote here by Allie Wolf, I don't know if any of you guys follow her. She's, she's a rock star. Um, I know the company I follow gets a lot of information from her. And what she is basically saying here in this quote, and Rebecca, you'll like this one, is just because people don't buy homes or it drops during an election in November, you, those deals are just getting pushed off a little bit. It's not that the sale's not going to happen. Right. It just gets pushed off to people put their hands in their pocket. Hey, you know what? I kind of want to see what's going to happen with the election. And, and that, too, is just the uncertainty, right? Isn't it just that we just don't know? We just saw that it, when COVID first yeah, hit the market. We right? totally saw February, that March, mm-hmm. everybody stopped. Everybody took a break. But there were a, a, a good portion of buyers who jumped in there. And, man, they cleaned some house. of the best deals of the year happened during that uncertain time it was the month of may i actually had buyers that were closing that that were closing on homes getting homes and they weren't having to compete against multiple offers the prices were not being driven up i'm thinking of one client in particular that you guys helped as well joe over at epic mortgage and he was trying to time the market and he just got lucky got lucky he just got lucky that's all that i can say if um he's listening Dave LaVolsa, you did a really good job. Um, that said, Anthony, this next uh, quote, what what are you going to tell us about this quote here? I think I finally well, figured well, out your PowerPoint. Yeah, this reaffirms what Allie and us were just talking about, where it gets pushed out, where if you read the quote, it's people are more cautious about the election, you know. But here's the thing. With our market now and things that are going on, he, the uh, BTI building uh, report, they're saying this is temporary also. And the reason they're saying it's deferred sales is because there's other factors like economy, job, interest rates, and consumer confidence that there's a lot more people who feel more important and think that's way more to their benefit than the election. Does that make sense? So they're, they're, they're a little concerned about the election, but they're not going to hold off. They're still going to buy. And it reconfirms what's going on here. And the next stat you have there is, this is I mean, that this is, is kind pretty of interesting. What's that? It's, it's just consumer confidence gap between the red and blue voters. And as you can see, you know, we have President Trump in the office now. So you can see the consumer confidence is a, hot, a lot higher in states. Uh, with Republicans versus Democrats. I'm sure if the other, if the blue side would have won in 16, these numbers would have been reversed. 
Interesting. Well, <clears throat> it appears that there's some existing home sales to ramp up even further than where we've been already from this slide that you you gave us, Anthony. And I like well, where it's this, predicting for 2021, to be honest with you. I, I love this slide. This is this is from Lauren June. He's the chief economist from um, from NAR. So I think he kind of knows what he's doing. Okay, NAR is the National it, Association of Realtors, you guys, in case you're listening and you have no idea who he's talking about. And, and so, so Joe and Rebecca, if I told you back in March when everything was happening that um, we're going to beat home sales from 2019, what would you have done? Would you thought I was nuts? Well, I don't think I w- I was actually telling people. Joe and I both were back in March like, hey, you guys, don't freak out. This is the time money is to be made. And we were really encouraging people to move forward just because we understand the market, at least our micro market, so much better than I think a lot of others. And, and two things getting Lawrence is saying here, he's looking at home sales are going to ramp up again next year. He said between 8 and 12%. The other thing that I didn't mention when Allie made her quote, did you know, and I just I first found this out from uh, David at KCM, the first year of a four-year election cycle is the best year in real estate out of the four years. So next year could really be a crazy year in real estate that could surpass what we've dealt with this year. And this year we've broken major records. I'm gonna go over all those stats after our break. Um, But before we take a break, let's finish this um, PowerPoint presentation. Anthony, can you talk to us about this slide? Well, but you're triggered to us before we get into that, because I was talking about a great year this next year. And Joe, I know you'll have the answer to this one. What people who are sitting on it are waiting, interest rates are great right now. But Joe, tell me if I'm wrong. When the economy starts to improve, where are rates gonna go? The, the rates are low to influence the economy. So when the economy gets better, they no longer need low rates to influence it, and then they can raise the interest rates. Simple formula. Simple math. Yeah. And so one thing we do know today is rates are at historic lows. If I were to call you right now for a loan, what could I expect for a 30-year rate, Joe? So again, disclaimers. Disclaimers, but, tons of disclaimers. But we're most likely in, I can't believe I have to say this out loud, like the mid to high twos. Okay. That's ridiculous. So has that ever happened? Ever? Not in my 20 years. No, no. I mean, And, and not, not for this long a period. It's been this way for months. Yeah. I mean, what? so when COVID very first hit, where were we at with rates? We were in the... Probably low threes. Low threes. So to your point, Anthony, rates have only improved and the market's only gotten busier since COVID. And I'm really excited to see, after seeing that slide about the 2021 prediction, um, why don't you talk to us about this screen or are we done, you want me to go on to the next one? You can skip that screen, go to the next one, but Joe, getting into what you're saying about the rates, and I think we, this is where we need to educate our clients. Clients need not to look at the price of a home because homes are going up. They need to look at the cost of the home. The payment, the payment, people people buy payments. Mm -hmm. And And, go ahead, Anthony. Oh, that it's just, it's just, that's where we, in our, we need to educate that we need to be those educators out there. It's not doom and gloom. Yeah. Home prices are rising, but that $400,000 home you're buying at a 2.6% interest rate is crazy. Crazy. I I, I I laugh at the, the deals that go out the door. So my client, and you guys are actually going to see this on after the break. I have another slide talking about this. So it's not just me hearing it from one client. I've heard a lot of people think that they're holding on because of all this uncertainty. They're afraid they'll, they can't time the market just right. 
and they're hoping prices will go down. And look at this slide here, Anthony. This is pretty amazing. Well, before we, Jack, you, you know, the buying power people have right now is $32,000 on a home. 32,000? Oh, an, an additional 32,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of, the, because of the low interest rates. For sure. So, well, getting this home projection, this, this is really interesting right here because what we have here is we have future home projections in home prices from nine experts. And as you can see, a lot of them are agreeing. And it, like Rebecca, like you've been following me. And in the last couple months, you saw when I had this chart on a couple months ago, there was a few outliers, one of them being CoreLogic. And if you remember, everyone in our market panicked because CoreLogic a few months ago had a negative 6.6% .6 um, decrease in pricing. Right. And people were, people were freaking out. And as you see, they've adjusted that now. And the next chart's going to show some adjustments. But as you can see, most of these economic people, like I said, the experts are a lot smarter than I am, are all are looking at a 3 to 4% uh, percent appreciation in homes in the next 12 months across um, Arizona. And I think here in Arizona, aren't we like 11 and 12% right now? Oh, actually, I have uh, better slides to show you after the break. Um, to be honest with you, Anthony, oh, there you are back. You're back with us. Thank you for sharing all those wonderful slides with us, by the way. But yeah, actually, um, I just pulled the stats this morning. You want to hear the average for Maricopa and Pinal County, according to the Cromford report, just as a teaser. Now, what were you saying was the projection for um, or what it's, has happened in this last year? Well, they, they're, they're going national at a 3 to 4% increase. Where are we at in Arizona? Year over year, since this time exactly last year, 17%. 17%. I kid you not, I pulled it. I'm going to show it to you guys after the break. We're about ready to take. You guys just hold tight for a couple of minutes. We have some great commercials from our sponsors, and we'll be right back for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click-button get mortgage option. Tara Creek and the TK team have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision. It deserves a strategic approach. The TK team provides you with a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score, helping you qualify for better rates and terms. Visit the TKteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you make the best decisions. The TK team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing from you. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? 
call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years? Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or a loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. All right, guys, we're back from commercial break. Thank you for sticking around. It was really funny. During break, I was talking to both Anthony and Joe, and they still can't believe, I don't know, I promise I'm not lying, 17% appreciation since this time last year. And that's average, right? So that's it's average. average. So some, that is average. Some are more and some are probably less. So you may even have greater than 17%, which is depending. bananas. So what I thought was bananas, oh, that was Bernie's line. So depending where you are in the city, you know, it does make a big difference. When I was looking this morning, believe it or not, Sun Lakes was number two on the chart as far, and they were in the 20s as far as appreciation. I think a lot of people are wanting to come here and retire to Arizona. It proved to be a great place to be. And I, I think COVID, I mean, you guys can correct me and see. I'd love to hear your am- input, Anthony, since we're looking at you, about what um, what do you think or what are you seeing? Are people all just rushing out here to retire to Arizona from the, you know, from the East Coast, perhaps? Well, well what, what, what's happening is, is people are moving out of, and we discussed this a few months ago or a month ago, if you've been following us, there's people that are many reasons for it are moving out of this big cities and want to come mm-hmm. to the bird somewhere like Arizona. And a lot of reasons for that one is people's idea in a home is different than it was six months ago. And now people Absolutely can also true. move to where they want to live instead of where they have to live because a lot of people are working remotely now. Right. Companies are going that way. So it gives people different options. And so it's a lot it's, more flexibility. You know, there's been, there's been, big influx of um people moving from the big cities over and we're, we're lucky i mean we're getting what we're, we're you're seeing it california's crushing us right now everyone coming in here and that's not a bad thing for arizona real estate at all as long as you already own a home and if you don't you might want to consider because i don't think anybody's predicting the pricing to go down for a lot of reasons the, the demand is so high to your point anthony there's people from all over the so it's not just you know, you're, you're 24 and you're ready to go buy your first house right. It's and you've lived here your whole life. That's happening, yes, but it's really the people from the Midwest and the people from California and, and Washington and Texas who are, who are coming here also to live and they're soaking up the product and they're not afraid to spend the money because they're no. coming from California with some 1,800 square foot ranch that they haven't done a lick of work to in 20 years. They're cashing out. They're selling it for $850,000 and coming and buying a 
brand new beautiful home for a lot less for four thousand square yeah. feet for six hundred thousand that they, with a with a pool. My guy from California, look, Joe. My criteria: I have to have a pool. Like that was it. That was that all, was he all you wanted. Just joke. I have to have a pool. Oh, okay. Well, Any house with a pool would have done. That, and, and that's because the demand and the inventory. The whole tight, Anthony. I'm going to show a couple of slides. Real. Oh, not. Let me go. It's actually not even a slide. Let me get down here. You, Rebecca, might have your slide. What's the average rental now in Arizona? Seventeen, eighteen hundred a month. It was seventeen hundred a month right when COVID hit, and I guarantee you it's higher right now because as home prices have gone up. The landlords who already own the home, um, they're able to get higher rents for all those folks that maybe are not in a position to purchase right now. And Becky, they're investors, so they sell. Like the idea of an investor right. is to sell and take profit. So a lot of these people who had the rental, they kept it for a few years, like, holy cow, I'm up 17%. I'm, I'm going to sell. Out. Right. Mm -hmm. These are the people who walk away from the blackjack table with a, with a ton of chips. Hey, so here's the chart I was um, dying to show you guys, and this is where the 17% right here in the middle, if you go right to appreciation monthly, year over year, let this time last month we were at 14.8%, just under 15, never thought we could beat that. Well, I was wrong. We beat it. We're at 17.1% year over year of appreciation here in the, um, I would just call it the Maricopa County, Pinal County, Arizona. If we look at the stats right now, um, you know, Joe is looking at some numbers here and blowing his mind. This time last year, the average price of a house was $336,000. Today, it's four hundred and seven. Four hundred and seven. So the proof, proof is right there in the pudding, guys. But the good, there is some good happening. There is definitely some good happening. What is happening good is, and, and I know this sounds crazy for me to say, but we have gone from 1.4 months of supply of inventory to 1.5. So I have seen a few more listings. My listings are all going with multiple offers for the most part. Um, I'm waiting to hear this morning. Over the weekend, we had two listings go live, both of them with multiple offers, both of them with bidding wars, both of them going above list price. A third of our homes closing today are closing above list price because of the demand that we're seeing. A couple other notable things besides that, um, right now it shows active listings excluding homes that are already under contract. It's showing 8,600 homes. Well, when I looked this morning in our local MLS, I pulled up homes in Maricopa County and homes in Pinal County, and we we're actually at 8,300, and that's a couple of my listings are showing active that already had multiple offers. So I suspect in the next you know few hours, it'll probably drop below eight, and of those, less than 5,000 were actually houses. So it, it's, it is insanity because in a normal market, which we haven't been here in Phoenix for a couple of years, a normal market would mean- like 20? <laughs> yeah, like 18,000 to 20, like people should be able to go out and look at a house and maybe think on it a day or two. No, there's no thinking. And, and some people are getting really frustrated. I, I will tell you though, it definitely pays to work with an agent who knows the market and knows people because a lot of it is who you know and how to present an offer to get it won without having to hopefully pay more than you should. And perhaps it's these kind of numbers because if you look at uh, this time last year, the appreciation was 4.6, more in line with those charts that Anthony was showing us moment, you know, just moments ago. When you say, Anthony, the charts that you yep. were showing, they were projecting 4.6, which is an average appreciation for any good year would be, you know, anywhere from three to five percent. 
that's what's being predicted for next year. So if that's what, probably what was being predicted this time last year for this last year, and of course, who could predict COVID, nobody would have seen a 17% profit. And I guess, wow. it's, I guess it's only a profit if you cash out, right? Like you just said about your investors. Um, I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Um, Cromford's really good at sharing with us some information. And I just highlighted this one here. That big biggest thing here for you guys is, according to Tina Tambor over at Cromford Report, for buyers waiting for prices to decline, there is no indication of that happening soon, despite apocalyptic. Ap- 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 <laughs> Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, thank you, Joe, predictions um, of another foreclosure wave, which Anthony just talked about. At least not while the Valley has a net increase of population moving into the area. So let's talk about that, Anthony, because you and I both know an awful lot of home builders and what Tina has talked a lot about and same, you know, you know them too, Joe, is we haven't been building at the pace that we should to keep up with the demand. We can't. No. It's not possible. It's impossible. During the last, what do they call it, the Great Recession from your chart, Anthony? Yeah. They're calling it the Great Recession, not the Great Depression. That was like in years 07 through pretty much 11. Mm. And in that ballpark, builders really weren't building houses because everybody was going into foreclosure over loans that were what we called liar loans. The supply was huge. We had (laughs) built, we had overbuilt. It took us many years to get caught up. And now we've surpassed the amount of people moving to the valley isn't there a stat of like 200 something people move to the valley every day anthony i i it's close to that one i mean tina tina did a number and i you might have said it but not but she did that where i i i like we didn't project for the amount of people coming in here right like it's it's like four to five percent higher than what they they figured when they were when they were building everything but getting into builders you know builder confidence was funny because you and i have our calls and mm-hmm. i think last that you had a uh, chart showing how builder confidence was at an all-time high all-time high and then last week we did another call and i go guess what they're at an all-time high again well so and that is where lumber prices have increased 170 percent since the beginning of COVID because everybody's making moves to your point, Anthony, they all of a sudden now can be in places and still have their jobs and work and- Everything is up, the, the price of land, the price of everything is up because of the demand. Of the demand. Can't get around it. And But it, it doesn't appear like that's gonna be changing anytime soon. So let me continue down, and, that, and this is where she was talking about for sellers, that just basically we have not kept up with the pace I, of construction. I don't know if it's my phone, but I, you're, you're frozen. I'm not seeing your screen. I'm seeing a black screen, so it might just well, be my phone. We'll just have to describe it. I think we, you, it might just be your phone. Right now, the chart that I have is the demand index. And I know you talk a lot, Anthony, about the V curve with the market correction. And we are literally looking at it right here where it dipped down during COVID, but it has done nothing but continue to come up since 2018. And it doesn't appear that's going to be changing anytime soon. And then when you look at our supply, it's the exact opposite from the Cromford report. And this is for every city, basically in the valley, she's covered. And they all had like a little bit, I would say, in the second half of 2018, we had a little bit more supply than we've had for quite some time. And all it's done is gone down since that time period. Um, And so this is where, you know, at the end of the day, when, we, when we're done talking with our charts and our quotes and, and all of our numbers, it really boils down to, Joe, I'm waiting for the election. 
why would I be waiting for the election? I, you can't even wait for the election because now if you wait for the election, it's going to be contested. Regardless of who wins, it's going <laughs> to be contested. That's absolutely true. My money's so, on that. So now now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till after that. And then once that happens, well, now I want to see what the president does. And then, well, then I want to see what this happens. You're going to be waiting, and all the while, everybody else is not waiting. Well, I mean, not all, not necessarily everybody, but a lot of the smarter folks that would, you know were the ones that were buying in May, the ones that bought in 2011, and I did a lot of short sales and foreclosures in that era, and there was a ton of investors who made a ton of money because when a lot of other people couldn't play, they could get in there and they could invest when it was low. What do you think, Anthony? Hey, hey Rebecca, get back to your V-shaped recovery. I... I this is when it was fun. Like I remember back in March, um, I was getting hammered, hammered when I was calling from the like I'm saying to David, who I follow. They were calling for a V-shaped recovery back in March, mm-hmm. and I was getting mashed. Now, as of last week, 83% of the top economists are calling v, some sort of V-shaped recovery to continue into the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, it's happening, and it's only going up higher right now. And so when people say that they're waiting for prices to go down or they're waiting for the election to, to be over, guess what, guys? Our mail-in ballots are probably all going to be arriving in our post in our mailers like this next week. So technically, the election is starting next this next week. They, don't, they forecast I, interest rates to be low for but, at least a year. At least at a year? At least a year kind of at, at these levels. And, and, and one thing people need to do and whatever – you already know who you're going to vote for. Turn off the news from now until the end of the year. Right. Don't, don't, don't listen to the news. Don't read the newspapers. Just it's it it's just going to direct you in the wrong way. Because one thing I can say for certain, we don't know. You know, we see the numbers. Both sides are going to let you know what they think is best for them, and it's going to be completely opposite. Oh, the commercials are just ridiculous right now. Like if I hate even listening to the radio because if I happen to have the radio on instead of my own iTunes. Like the commercials just kill you. Like if if and I'm not getting political on my show because that's the last thing I want to do. But either side, to your point, Anthony, they're just painting the perspective of what they want you to believe. And if you don't take the time to research the data, and that's how you eliminate fear is getting educated. So if you're looking at buying a home today, whether you're renting now or not, why would you wait? The rates are great. You're saying that you expect them to stay great for another year or so, but maybe once the election hits, maybe it's not going to be as important. Or, or, or you're going to catch another 17% increase in that housing. So right. even if the rates do stay where they are, but the housing increases by 8%, you, you shouldn't see any more stimulus reducing interest rates because we're low. We're like, the lowest that they've low. ever been in history. Like, I, I just gave somebody a 1.99 on a 15-year fixed, locked them today. And it's insane. One point nine that we're doing interest rates in a with a one at the front of it. That, so you can't you can't crazy. expect that to go lower, but no. you can expect housing prices to go up. And you can probably expect the rates to go up, like you were explaining earlier in the show. Maybe they aren't going to go up tomorrow, and maybe they're not going to go up till next year. You won't know. Just like we didn't know when they were going down, you won't know when they come up. All of a sudden, something will happen. Some something will give, and the rates will start ticking up. And taking up, and you'll expect it to come back down. And guess what? They won't. And they and, won't. And they'll just continue to march. And and then next thing you know, four percent. Oh, four percent. God help us. Oh, like, Lord. Really? That's not. That's still amazing. But it's not. It's not two and a half. It's not two. Well, and that goes right back to the beginning of the show. You can't time the market. Hey. Right. 
And Rebecca, that gets back to what you were saying before about the differences in home price and appreciation. When we did our research, I think, Joe, and you can correct me on this one. Um, if you want to compare now until I think 2018 in November, rates were what, 4.95%? Somewhere in there, yeah. Heck, we were thinking they were yep. going to go yep. into six that year. Yep. Because. So, so, so and, do a little side by side comparison of a $300,000 home from the 4.95% in 2018 to what you would get right now. I don't know that we want to do that on the show. We're just going to freak everybody out, Anthony. And that's the thing that we're trying not to do is freak people out. In fact, I want to talk about fear because what is that saying that fear stands for false evidence appearing real? Mm. Have you heard that before, no. gentlemen? That's fun. That is fun. So hold tight real quick. Let me get see if I can get this. Yeah, there we go. Got it now. So seven declarations to beat fear and uncertainty. And it just seems to me like right now this is just such a prudent topic of fear and do not allow, I will not allow fear and uncertainty to hold me back. When you take the time to identify what is at the root of your fear and uncertainty, you can take control. And again, that kind of goes back to what Joe was saying with getting educated so that you, you know, stop getting freaked out about maybe what's happening with the news, do your own research. Um, and perhaps ask yourself what you're fearful of and uncertain about is even true. Distract yourself with activities that you love. And when you do settle, so don't settle because too often we compromise what is most important in our lives. So don't settle for just staying at home and renting and paying somebody else's mortgage. Um, it says here, I will not play it safe. We do value security over uncertainty and we are all afraid of the unknown. So place value in your courage. Um, Anthony or Joe, have ever, either of you guys heard of Brene Brown? No. Really? What about no. you? Real? Oh my goodness. Gentlemen, I you, think you might have mentioned that. I love Brene Brown. Now. So Brene Brown is wonderful. She talks about that she um, she's a researcher and she's a storyteller is what she says. And she talks about the three C's. Courage, compassion, and connection are the three C's. Like the, That's like the basis of our human existence. And if we are con feel connected to the source or to one another, we, we, all er we all crave that. And then we all want to have compassion, but really we have to have compassion for ourselves. But being um, with courage, courage, I, I think she talks about how the Latin of the word courage is actually heart. If you have courage, it'll keep you from being complacent and being stuck and frozen and keeping you from achieving your goals and realizing success. Because right now, for those people who bought a home for me a year ago, they're sitting really pretty. And then if they turned around and refinanced with you shortly thereafter. Even prettier. Even prettier. And so, but those people a year ago are probably afraid because of, of their shadow. Who knows what they're afraid of, right? So Anthony, this is a homework assignment for both of you guys. You guys, you guys just YouTube, go on YouTube, check out Brene Brown. I promise you will not be disappointed. Um, and then a couple other things, just real quick. Try completing one task that scares you, and I will no longer fear that I will fail. When this fear takes over, it can stop us from elevating ourselves and taking our lives to the next level. Fear will always show up in your life, but only has the power to control you if, if you allow it. So take the time to challenge fear in your head. And I say that to you guys who are watching our show today, is stop listening to those commercials that we're all being inundated with right now. It, the world is not falling. In fact, the business world has done really well this last year in spite of quarantine, in spite of COVID. Um, Anthony, any last parting words? If somebody, if you meet somebody on the street today and they tell you that they're waiting for the election, what are you gonna say to them? 
I, I, I don't wait. Just you know, if you have a question, reach out to somebody. If you have a question, don't like like you said, just just get rid of that fear. Shut off the news. Things. It's not the end of the world. They're gonna. They want you to think that when you you have good people, you can reach out to and the question. And that's our job to educate them. Empower, educate, and engage. My old three E's that I used to sit there and start our show off with. Joe, what about you? If you get a call from somebody today and they're afraid to take the plunge, maybe they're first time home buyer and they heard their mom said that the market's crashing because after the election, everything's just going to go to hell in the handbasket. What would you say to them? Actually, I hang up on them because there's 25 other people <laughs> on the other line who are willing to buy a house today right. who want to make it happen. I love that. But honestly... You don't hang up on no, anybody. I Be nice. I but but I just go back to the to the education piece. You know, they just, they're early in their process is what that tells me, mm-hmm. is that they haven't done their homework quite what, as well as they should. And if they did, and when they do, they will probably see it a little differently. Well, and guys, at the end of the day, if, and I, I do agree with you, I was just saying over the weekend that no matter who wins, they're probably going to contest the vote. Doesn't matter. And it could go on for who knows how long, right? So quit quit trying to control a world you can't control, because that's, I think, one thing we all learned this year. We don't know what's going to hit us tomorrow. And no matter what, Rebecca, no matter who wins the presidency, you have to live somewhere. You, we you all have, need to you, ruffle you our need, heads. You, you need to have a job. You need to do, life right. is going to continue regardless of who the president is. And it's just a matter of what you do with it. I think if nothing else, don't listen to any commercials. You should watch the presidential, um, in my opinion. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them up on stage tomorrow night. And then you can make your own educated decisions and do your own research. I got my popcorn ready. You That's got your be popcorn fun. ready? Yes. What about you, Anthony? Got your popcorn ready? It's my birthday tomorrow, man. That's the, that's a, my birth. That's what I'm going to be doing for my birthday is watching that uh, debate. That is right, Anthony. Look how grown up we all are. I that's know, awesome. right? We're, for his birthday, he's watching. But he already celebrated over the weekend. I know all about that. And it's my birthday week, too. So, hey, way to go, us Libras. Um, we are people, yep. people, and we're always gathering people around us, wanting to educate, share the wealth of knowledge. And please, you guys, don't let fear keep you in a stagnant anything. Go out there, whether it's you want to buy a house, whether you want to get married, whether, whatever you want to do. I think if anything, COVID did show us. We all spent a lot of time like you know, reflecting on self this past year. And a lot of people I know have made a lot of life changes and if you're somebody who's thinking about it, don't let fear keep you from getting what you really want in life. It's just too darn short. You guys have a wonderful week. Thank you, Anthony, Thanks, for joining Rebecca. us. Hey, Anthony, thank you. Your thank eyes you look really nice and blue also. with your shirt, by the way. My purple? <laughs> you guys out there, have a great week. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Thanks. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, Check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day. Every.